Um, those are our, those are our six um, pitches, and uh, thank you very much to the pitches. Um, we have um, a, a little bit of time left over, um, in which, firstly, I would just like to ask members of the panel, give them an opportunity to say anything that they haven't had a chance to sort of integrate into their answers about pitching, about uh, things that they do or don't like to see or hear within a pitch is there any is there anything that any kind of burning issues that you would like to present in in no particular order Steve yeah I, I, I'd say two things this was an impossibly difficult task for you guys because you don't know who you're pitching to so to turn that on its head if you are selling something the art of selling is to have something that the other person wants to buy so the first thing you do when pitching is to actually research to whom it is you're pitching and actually so you take one project, and I would pitch it completely differently if I was going to BFI and Channel 4, an international sales agent, an equity financier, whatever. You'd have different strands on the same pitch, but this was an impossibility for you because you've got a whole range of people up here. So that's the first thing. Make sure what you're pitching is what they want to buy, and then they will buy. You can't talk somebody into buying something they don't want to buy. And the second thing is that the one thing that nobody has mentioned in the whole of today's session is an actor. I haven't had one actor's name mentioned, and that's really weird if you're selling a movie. So I would like to know not who you've got. Uh, by the way, if you've got somebody attached to the project already, fantastic, mention the actor's name. But it's quite useful in pitching something, at, l at least to someone like me, not a sophisticate like these people, but just a producer, to say, if we could get, or somebody like, whoever it is, Colin Farrell or Tom Hardy or something, just to give the thing some sort of sense of shape. The moment you've said a name, it doesn't, you don't necessarily have to get that actor to be in the movie, but you kind of get a sense of who it is. If you say, this would be, I don't know, Alan Rickman, you kind of immediately get a sense of what the movie is, whereas I, I didn't get that from anyone. But if you've been able to give me some tone by naming an actor, I would have had a better sense of what the movie was. So, and the, the consistent thing I say is, I don't think you should spend all your pitch telling a story. I think you should tell enough of the story so that we understand what it is, and then spend a good chunk of what's left of your time, and never go over five minutes, giving the sense of what the project is, the sense of yourself, the sense of what you can bring to it. And I think if you can men mention a director or an actor's name, you nail the project in a way that that it's very difficult to do it in a, a more abstract way. Well, Jeff? Yeah, I'd firstly, just like to say that they're some of the strongest pitches I've seen in this kind of slightly strange environment that you're pitching in. But I thought that, by and large, they were really, really great, and it's a really difficult thing to do, so well done. I suppose, that I, I, as per the first pitch, I do like a pitch that sets out its stall very quickly, not dissimilar to the way you kind of have to set up your screenplay economically and quickly. I like a logline if, if that's appropriate for the kind of project. If you, not every project is going to be as easily loglineable as Werewolf on a Council Estate. I, I, I understand that. But if you can find some way to synthesise it and do a kind of quick micro-pitch before you set out to tell us your story, I think that's very helpful. And the second thing I would say is I really think it's important if, if there is a reason, hopefully there is a reason why you're writing this. What, what, what is it that's, what, where is this coming from within you? Is it because you were frightened, but you had a terrible experience with the dog on accounts of the state? Is it that you were kicked off an allotment by a bunch of homophobic pensioners? What, whatever it is, you know, if you can, if you can bring um, a bit of your own personal backstory and, and kind of inject 
your personality and that kind of context into your pitch, I think it, I think it really helps to, to strengthen it. Thank you. I think, again, you know, because of the, the, the strange um, nature of this afternoon, it's, it is a really difficult thing to do. But I, I think, um, and, and certainly you wouldn't really have been able to do this today, but when you are pitching individually to, um, to different people, the, the other thing to, to, to think about as well is, is what you're hoping for out of that particular meeting and, and to be quite upfront about that and to, to say what you're looking for. You know, if you've met that person, what is it that you think that that person could bring to the project? And I think it's just good to have that in your mind. So if they are looking at you and smiling and looking keen and, you know, try and get that meeting in or try and say, I'd, you know, I'd really love your company to come on board for this part of it, um, which is something that we haven't touched today. Um, the other thing I'd like to mention briefly as well is um, paper pitches, just because I, you know, working at Creative England, I'm on, um, I've been involved in two funds at the moment where we're getting all of our applications through the post. So it's just to say that there are a lot of things which, which marry up um, from a verbal pitch to the paper pitch. But most of all, read the guidelines and then actually answer the questions as you're asked to answer them because it's amazing how many people don't do that. But so many of the things are the same. You know, tell your story all the way through. Don't do hilarity ensues, dot, dot, dot. Give us enough so that we then want to call you up to ask what happens, not to ask what happens in the story, but to ask more about your project. But also, you know, just as we've said, for verbal pitching, to make sure that you're saying where you are as a filmmaker, who your team are, why you want to make the piece, and why you think that the person you're applying to should get on board your team. Because I think we get some really weak paper pitches, and I think you can just, just pretend you're doing it in front of us, and then write it down. <laughs> for multi-platform what we haven't done today because today it was very much about filmmakers but what I'm often pitched for is platform people will often write, send me a pitch that says oh this, this will be an online drama and it will appear on YouTube or Vimeo and there will be a Twitter account and a Facebook page and a blah 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 but then fail to tell me what the story is and, and who the characters are and why on earth anybody would care enough to watch them. So if you are sending in a pitch to us for a multi-platform thing, please start with the story. Platform comes later. And the other thing I'd say is, uh, speaking as from Channel 4, please be aware of Channel 4's output. It's exactly what Steve was saying. Know who you're pitching to. We don't tend to commission high-concept genre, but you'd be amazed how many high-concept sci-fi pitches I receive. And they're just, they're just not going to go anywhere. But above all, it's about coming, in, coming to us when at an early stage. You don't have to have all of your ducks in a row, but you need to have enough of them to be able to tell me a really strong story and get me excited about why we would want to invest in developing this further. At Channel 4 and Film 4, we've, we're very much about a collaborative relationship with the, the filmmakers and the production companies that we work with. So we would be looking to work with you on, on your project. So I'd also be looking when you come in for a dialogue as part of that meeting that we have. And I, I'd be looking for some sense of workability, that you're not so wedded so strongly to your idea that you're not willing to hear feedback and adapt and, and shift and change because we're not giving feedback just, just off with your idea. And, and just before I finish... That would have been a great final line, mm. by the way, but, <laughs> but no, Gareth, please do carry on. Um, I've got, I've got th- three quick plugs of, of, of places that you can, you can send things to. A colleague of mine, Ravi Amaratunga at Channel 4, is open for pitches for uh, the shooting gallery and Random Acts. Random Acts is short, late night. TX shooting gallery is one hour. And his email address, which has just disappeared from my phone, is R-A-M-A-R-A-T-U-N-G-A at channel4.co.uk. 
The other one is uh, we have at, as for, this is specifically for multi-platform, um, we have briefing sessions where we are, we're open for, to receive proposals at any time of the year, but there are quarterly, we run these briefing sessions which guarantee that we will be looking at your proposal in a, within a fixed period of time and it's not going to languish in an inbox somewhere. Um, and all of the information you can find, there is a Tumblr account. Go to Tumblr and search Channel 4 online. There's also a Twitter feed. But we put up all the briefing documentation on there. So there's tons more information about multi-platform in general, but also specifically what I'm looking for at any point in time. So please keep an eye on that. I just probably in that case ought to plug the <laughs> development fund, um, Creative England. And if you have a look at creativeengland.co.uk and go through to the funding section, our development fund is currently open. It's a rolling fund, so there is no deadline. And uh, we have money there for feature film script development, and that's for live action, animation, or documentary. So do have a look. Jamie, do you want to...? Um, yeah, please, please do head over to uh, bfi.org.uk. Again, we're rolling applications. Uh, the one filter with the BFI is that you do have to apply through a company, usually preferable to be, obviously, a production company with a producer attached. But when you're applying for development, you can just apply through a company that you work with and so on. And, yeah, please do, because we, we're always looking for more emerging talent and so on to support. And while you're online, you could go <laughs> to the British Council film site, which is a very, very useful resource, massive film directory and film festival directory. And we've also recently relaunched our commitment to short filmmakers through a short support scheme, which has at its heart a travel grant fund, whereby if your short film has been accepted into a festival on our key festivals list, which is about 35 strong, you will be eligible to apply to us for travel and accommodation assistance to take you there. Um, you could also then move on to collaborate.com, uh, which is a new website we'll be launching shortly, and that's for the short film scheme run through Rankin Film Productions, which we're hoping to relaunch later this summer. Great, thank you. Yes. Steve, do you have any plugs that you'd like to, or are you... Uh... Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm available uh, if you pay me. OK, perfect. <laughs> that's a great line to fill in on. I uh, need two rounds of applause. Firstly, for our brave, brave pictures. <laughs> and uh, secondly, for our lovely panel... Thank you for listening to this BAFTA podcast. For more information about the Academy and BAFTA archive, please visit www.bafta.org.